0: Jesus is a loaf of bread, right? I mean, we have lots of pictures of Jesus walking around just as a a loaf of bread, right? Isn't that how we depict Jesus? Not really. This is one of the jokes that I use to talk about biblical literalism. There are a lot of people who, over time, who have said, you know, that we need to take the Bible literally, Well, a literal understanding of anything is this is that, right? It's a direct correlation. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, of sort of a humorous interpretation of taking that literally is that Jesus is a loaf of bread. But we know that that's not how we use language. Jesus is not a loaf of bread, literally, right? This is a metaphor, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the word way could be translated road. Jesus is not a road. He's not cobblestones or asphalt or any of those kinds of things. So again, I'm just sort of poking fun at biblical literalism in a way, but I also want to highlight that for us Presbyterians, we do not take the Bible literally, but we take it very seriously because I think that what, what people who say I'm a biblical literalist mean is I take it very, very seriously. I, I, I hang on every word of the Scripture. And I think that's a great, that's a great understanding, hanging on every word, to, to take it very seriously, to not just throw out parts of it because it doesn't suit us. To be able to sit with the Scripture, especially when we don't understand it. Because there's a lot in the scripture that is hard to understand, that at different times in your life you might go, oh, I, I get that, but I don't, but maybe later you're like, oh, I, now I don't get that, or I don't understand that, or, I, or, I, or I, I come from a different perspective now, I've experienced a different part of life, and so now I'm trying to figure that out. And that's one of the reasons why Presbyterians believe that we discern, we discern scripture in community. Together we seek to figure out what God is speaking to us here and now. For us, the scripture is living and active. It isn't simply these words on a page that through the Holy Spirit, the, the word is living and active through Jesus Christ as the living word of God. It's living and active and that God is still speaking through these words, these ancient words, to us today. And so we are called to continue to seek to interpret what that means, what these words mean for us today, how they are calling us to live, how they are calling us to relate to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, how we live and move and have our being. The problem, of course, with the Scripture is that it doesn't address every situation that's ever going to come up for us. And so that's where we often have difficulty But I'm not necessarily here to talk about all those difficulties here today. We could be here for a millennia. Jesus, in this sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, one, he feeds the 5,000. He feeds them with bread and fish, but he feeds them with bread. Throughout the scripture, really signifies life. To be without bread is... In many, in many stories throughout the Scripture is to be on the verge of death. In, you know, in one Scripture passage, one of the prophets lives on like, just a little bit of bread and oil for six days with a widow and her son. And she, was, she said, well, we're on the verge of death. I really can't share with you. And they share, and there's enough for them to live for this time period together. In the Exodus story... Right this is one of the big things the the people who were in slavery they were they were getting fed by the Egyptians even though they were working them to the to the bone as their slaves they were being fed every day they were given bread or the components to have their bread and they also had meat and so they were able to eat every day and so as they leave slavery as they walk away from being enslaved to the Egyptians they are out in the wilderness and they begin to run out of food that they'd carried with them. And then of course they cry out to God and God gives them what? The manna. In the morning there's this flaky substance and they can gather up enough for the day and they can make it into bread. God also sends quail or some sort of bird to, for the, so that they can have meat. And this goes on for those 40 years or at least that's what the scripture says. This bread that comes to them is, in a sense, life. It is this sustaining part of life. And in the Old Testament, bread comes to signify the very word of God. In the Old Testament, you, you'll hear it in the Psalms and others that, that basically it talks about eating the word, and taking in the word, that it will sustain you, that it will give you life, all of these kinds of things. So this, I am the bread of life, Jesus is extending this metaphor onto himself, that there is something qualitatively different about Jesus, this one who they thought was a prophet. He's beginning, especially in the Gospel of John, which we believe, we believe was written a little bit later than the other Gospels, and so there we believe that there's development of some ideas about Jesus in here, that John pulled some other things. This is where we have those I am sayings, I am the way, the truth, the life, I am the bread of life, all of these kinds of things, that there's more metaphorical language here. But Jesus pulls all of this thread into himself, Even at the beginning of the Gospel of John, it says what? In the beginning was the... And the Word was... Right. And this Word is Jesus. And so if the Word is the bread of life, then Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the bread of life. And so he's saying that those who God brings to me will have this everlasting feeding from God's word and that that is crucial to their life being held in God it's a hard teaching because it's confusing a little bit what does it mean to eat of Jesus We come to be nourished at this table. We're going to talk about when Jesus says, you have to eat, you know, eating of my flesh, because that's part of the hard teaching, especially for the Jewish people. I'll get into that next week. But we come and we talk about this, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of Christ being something that sustains us in our spiritual journey, that there is something here, there's a feeding that comes through this meal that is different, and yet it is of these basic things of life. That's the other thing about the Scripture and how Jesus teaches us, is that he uses these common everyday things bread and wine, cup and plate, to signify the presence of God with us and the nourishment that we need to be God's people in each and every day. Jesus says in the place where this particular lectionary passage omits it, Jesus says, I have come down from heaven, and this is what this is what the religious authorities, here translated the Jews, so don't get thrown off by that. It means that there were all these people, and then it says the Jews, oftentimes in John when it says the Jews, it means like the religious authorities. He says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. That's the thing about Jesus is rarely does he just point to himself. When he points to himself, he's really, he really is pointing to God And he will often say God the Father, but we understand that as God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This Trinity that is also a mystery, that feeds us and and shows us the way. This is the will of the one who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, but raise it up on the last day. That all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. And then this is where the Jews begin to complain because, of course, they say, well, how can he say he came down from heaven? We didn't see him come down from heaven. He came out of somebody's womb. Isn't this the son of Joseph? You understand their pushback, right? Just like when we say, well, is Jesus a loaf of bread? No, he's not a loaf of bread. They say, well, did did he, you know... I came down from heaven. What is this relationship? We we believe that Jesus, and this is what John would tell us, that Jesus was in the beginning. As God, with the Father and the Holy Spirit in creation, beginning everything, giving everything life. And that Jesus comes to be the bread of life, to, to bring the word to us in a new way, in a way that opens up the word of God for us in a different way, because it opens it up from just these original covenant people to open the covenant to all people, to you, to me, so that the Father might bring more people to the word, to feed them and sustain them with this new life that they might be able to have. And when we eat of the bread and we drink of the cup, we are brought back into the present moment. That's the beautiful thing about having a meal together. And I'm sure we can be in different places when we're eating together, but when we're really around that table together, and as we say, when we've got got all of our boots under the table, you know... Everybody's sitting around. It's hard to be anywhere else but present with those people being fed. And this meal is part of that. That when we take of this bread of life, we can be nowhere but in the presence of God. Because we see that God is with us and God feeds us through this meal in a new and a different way. And I know I'm talking around and around things and I'm sort of getting confused myself in some ways, to tell you the truth. But metaphors have infinite meaning oftentimes. And that's the beauty of our faith, is that it isn't just this equals that. God created us gave us a mind, gave us thoughts, gave us the ability to to think on things and to experience things so that we might continue to experience the fullness of Jesus and his word for us throughout time and throughout our lives. And that our understanding of Jesus as the bread of life begins when we first hear it, but it doesn't end until God is all in all whenever that is. And so when you're confused about... Jesus is is a loaf of bread, when you're confused about Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, when you're confused about, well, what do I do in this situation? Because it doesn't speak of this in the scripture, and, and, and it's hard to figure out, and who am I supposed to be? Know that God is with you in this present moment, guiding you, opening you up to new ways of thinking and being, feeding you with that bread of life, that word and that wisdom that sustains you all the days of your life. Because we live in confusing times. I think all times have probably been confusing to some regard. But I know that for many of us, we, we really are confused about which way should we go? How should we live? And so I encourage you to dig into the Word this living word, to find other people who are struggling, striving to live with hope and with grace and with love, to take and see that the Lord is good, to take in this bread of life each and every day, that we might be sustained on this journey, on this treacherous, difficult holy, amazing journey that we call life. Knowing that in our trials and tribulations, God is with us through the word. That in our joy and happiness, God is with us through the word. So may you, as you meditate on this scripture this week, may it sustain you, may it challenge you, may it open you to new understandings May you come to know that Jesus is the bread of life. Amen.